why should I live in history, huh? I don't want to know anything anymore. This is a world where nothing is solved. Someone once told me time is a flat circle. Everything we've ever done or will do, we're going to do over and over and over again. And that little boy and that little girl, they're going to be in that room again. And again. And again. Forever. I think people get triggered by a dramatic event and they feel compelled to have an outpour of emotion. But then when it turns out that it's not as dire as expected, there's a relief and, well, I guess they sort of move on. Uh, recently, my my father suffered what we still don't know. We, we think it might be heart attack. Uh, it was a few weeks ago and it was pretty alarming. And people who found out, they sent me messages like, you know, is he okay? Are you okay? And now that he's recovering, you know, that he actually did die, people sort of resume their lives. Uh, maybe they do it to feel better about themselves, or maybe they it's just a way of coping. But it's all, I feel like it's cyclical. You know, I feel like we do things in cycles. Uh, there, there's an emotional algorithm that we work on. Um, Somebody's distressed, I want to comfort them because it makes me feel good. Uh, oh, well, you're actually only crying because you have allergies. Oh, okay, so then I'm going to retreat and save that because that's a social norm uh, that I should be doing. The audio clip that I played was Matthew McConaughey from season one of True Detective of you know his Time is a Flat Circle, which I guess he's pretty much known for, at least for that character in that season, which is, man, that's still a kick-ass show. Season one, anyway. I mean, I have different opinions about season two. I think we crave experiences and yet look for comfort. I mean, we humans are the only species that are not able to live in nature. We can't live in the desert. We can't live out at sea or in the jungle or in the forest. Moby Dick is the only story where nature triumphs over man, I think. And that's, you know, a singular guy who's crazy. Logic tells us rarely do new accomplishments occur through straight lines. And yet that is exactly the pathway we aim for. We aim for comfort. We want true growth, but we can't cherry pick the good from the easy. You know, I get frustrated and quite depressed when my arrows fail to hit the targets. You know, I have goals just like everybody. And when I don't hit them, it's frustrating. And I start to go inward and do a lot of self-analysis. And it's usually, I suck. I'm no good. What's the point of this? But I remind myself that discomfort is the environment for learning and that the journey is the destination. Learn, grow, evolve. And that's something that I think we all have to remind ourselves each and every day. And sometimes moments within the day It's all a process. Welcome to the Vandeltrong Curious World Podcast. I'm your host, Vandeltrong. Um, for new listeners, this is a show about truthful conversation where I sit with a guest or guest plural, and we kind of riff about, uh, it could be particular subjects or uh, the idea is that we explore, you know, what it, we, we explore the, the, the venues of having a long form conversation and where that goes and really get into the truth of things. Um, 
the analytical truth and, and maybe the emotional truth of, of certain things, the, this open discourse. And I feel like for me, that's how we all are really able to learn, to download and process new information. My guest today is uh, a young man who is venturing into the world of technology. He's got a lot to say. Um, he is, you know what? I think he he's he might be my first Asian male guest, which is kind of, now that I think about it, um, he's a curious guy. He's very passionate. Uh, we get in technology. We get into the future goals, uh, food, labels, um, and of course, being Asian in America. Uh, I really like this conversation, and I'm sure you will too. So without further delay, my uh, Curious World podcast conversation with uh, my man, Jason, starts right now. The Curious World podcast, our buddy uh, Vandal over there. You want a podcast? Great. So you have some audio on your website that nobody goes to. You're listening to Vandal Tron's Curious World podcast. Check it out, baby. Uh, know what I do and maybe use it against me. That's a, that's a good point. So can you explain to for people listening who maybe... <laughs> who maybe... Okay, so I'm not going to go on my PC and look and, you know, and check my... Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use my phone. So for people listening, talk to them or just kind of walk them through some of the dangers of that. So what people don't notice is there are Wi-Fi's in the subway. There are Wi-Fi's in McDonald's now. And there is Wi-Fi almost a lot of places. And they feel convenient. It's like, oh, there's Wi-Fi in this restaurant. Let me use their Wi-Fi and stuff my data. But they don't know the behind the scene where all the data that they're doing is um, being watched at the same time that they, their phone is using their data. The, everything that you watch, you put an agreement saying that the people don't read agreements. That's that's why. No, that's why. Yeah. They don't read agreements. When you go into someone's Wi-Fi, hey, we're allowed to look at your stuff now. We're going to look into your contacts and everything. Oh, agree. Just Look at it. Yeah, I'm just, just going to use your Wi-Fi. Yeah, just give me the Wi-Fi. And that's the thing that people should look out for. Not all the Wi-Fi's are like uh, secured. Some Wi-Fi people have access to other for other people's phone through the Wi-Fi. So not, and then you feel safe. Oh, I'm using this Wi-Fi. It must be secure. Not all Wi-Fi's are secure. The end. So if somebody's at their desk right now, actually somebody's listening to this right yeah. now at work, pretending to work. What should they do if they want to look at their personal email or if they try want to check their Instagram? Obviously, probably not going on their own PC at their desk. Mm -hmm. what, what should they do? They should, um, they should cover themselves. They should cover their ass, basically. <laughs> Watch yourself. Make sure nothing in your email can be used against you. No, in but, a sense, but, but not like in social the email. Media. But like, how do you? What do you suggest them? Do you? Do Don't, you do you suggest they should even like I use don't, their phone at all? Uh, they should use their phone, but not. Um, don't. Are you willing to share these information on your phone? Uh, they have to think ahead of time, in a sense that like, if I share these information, what, what kind of trouble would I get into? Like, if I have like um, uh, if I have a phone and I'm working in my company and I just use the Wi-Fi. They, I'm being watched, uh, and everything that I'm being watched, um, I'm, whatever I'm watching, they're watching also. They're like, oh, he's, he's looking at these videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, this video is kind of suspicious. Like, why is he looking at this video? Then the security team will come down. It's like, hey, you you are watching these video in our company Wi-Fi. Like, what 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 is wrong with you? Like, maybe like um, I don't know. On social media, you just watch. Uh, some fighting videos or something. How to make a bomb? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then the security team are like, "Hey, what are you doing? Like, are you are you are you um, trying to like uh, put make a bomb in a company or something? Or like, or how to um, how to download file without being encrypted and stuff like that? And then like, hey, what are you doing? Try to steal our company data? The security team are watching you constantly. Um, they don't like look at the screen, but they like you said, they have algorithm that picks up like." Mm -hmm. What are you doing? 
match the word for word bomb and bomb and then they're like hey you look at bombs i'm like no i'm just saying that food is bomb like you know you you can relax (laughs) so you're saying that it i guess uh, i guess what you're saying is it's okay to 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 kind of do things that are not work related just use some common sense yeah use common sense like um just don't get yourself in trouble that that's all i'm looking for don't go out look at like uh booty popping videos on youtube and it's just security teams like booty like what are you doing like you so when you work? went and you when you went it's like through off did you ever have to interface with actual like employee you said people in terms of like yeah people giving you their their codes and stuff did you ever walk by any computer screens and they had things that were like you know they were shopping on amazon or anything yes like they do um uh, I don't know why. I think they got too comfortable. Like they worked there for two years. Nothing really happened to me. Let me continue doing what I want to do. Um, they sometimes do it on the break. Then they do it an hour after the break. And then they continue doing it. And then they just leave it on in a side tab somewhere. Uh, we don't say anything. That doesn't mean that we don't know anything. So Is it the opposite? That you actually do know? Yeah, we, we... So you know, like, how you know that I got, like, high heel pumps on Amazon at 2.30? Exactly. On Tuesday? Yeah, like, we... No, we're not, like, specific like that, but we, we know that, like, you went to Amazon... Like, four times. Four times. In, in, like, the last hour. Exactly. And then you did, um... You close the browser. We could see what the browser actions are. You close the browser, you went to, like, a next site to do this, this much stuff... Um, we don't see what you do within the site, but we see your what you type in your keyboard, like keystrokes, basically. So we know, in a sense, what you're doing. You put your credit card number, nine-digit number comes out of nowhere. That has to be a credit card number. He's buying something at Amazon. So, mm. like like that. We don't we don't know what you're doing, but we pick up hints, and then with that, those hints, we know what you're doing exactly what you're doing. So that's pretty. Um, People, we we don't overlook it, but there's so much happening, and there's more important things happening that we will just educate the user um, later on, not at the spot, or maybe tap in the hands like, "Hey, close that browser right now." Like you can't do that, but you know, they're gonna open it later on when you disappear, so you can't really stop it. Um, yeah. That's it. Just don't look at Amazon stuff while you're at work. <laughs> <Just stay laughs> we see from, what you're doing. We see. Stay away from porn. Yes. Stay away from like everything. Street fights. Everything. <laughs> street fights. Everything. Anything that gives you pleasure, just stay away from it. <laughs> stay away from it. Can you? I guess just just leave the office. Go outside and just watch it on your. Yeah, phone. watch it on your own time. Basically, do things on your own time. Don't. Because not only you're representing yourself, but you're representing the company also. Just imagine, like, oh, the company employee, uh, this employee at this company, he did this. Now there's a scandal going on, and you make the company look bad. And that's going to be forever stained, even after you leave. So that's what company is looking out for. Like, don't make us look bad. So, yeah, just don't look at those videos <laughs> on your work time. Uh, so where, where do you... Th- what do you think is the the progression? Where do you think we're headed with with technology? Um, the technology right now, uh, at this stage, is the privacy stage. Snapchat. Pe- people who people who don't know Snapchat, you can send a picture for ten seconds and it will be quote unquote deleted for the other person, but not necessarily on the server. The picture is still lingering around the web. What company is trying to do right now is they try to go to a barrier of convenience social media and then they can get to your privacy um not privacy in a sense that's like breaching a privacy but giving you a false sense of privacy hey i could send a picture now for 10 seconds and it's gonna be automatically deleted oh let me just send a picture of me in my bikini and uh, send it to my boyfriend and then it will be deleted in 10 seconds no it will be deleted 10 seconds for him so he won't have <laughs> access to it but in the server, the pictures are there until, yeah, once it's online, it's forever, basically. Forever, yeah, yeah. Once it's online, forever. So um, where technology is going to that path is like, let, let us go to each personal, each individual and have their privacy, breach into it, 
and become part of them. And in that sense, we'll give them, oh, we are close to you. We know everything about you. Uh, let's, um, let's, let's continue working together, buy our product, keep using our uh, apps. And that's how people get lured in. They get too comfortable. So you're a driver. Yes, I drive. How do you feel about the uh, the presumed impending self-driving car? That is very advanced right now because not. Are they're testing? They are in testing. Certain cities they're already testing. In certain city they are testing. Not only they, that that's just a small step. Now imagine in the future from cars to trains to airplanes. And whatever you do is almost automatic. It's kind of like the movie. Um, have you seen the movie Surrogate by Bruce Willis? That's what it is. No, but I, I yeah. yeah. So you you take you let technology take away almost everything about you and let that be you. And while you just sit at home and well, isn't the purpose relax. of in the purpose of uh, our existence is to find comfort. Yes. Right. We went from the cave to mm -hmm. building log cabins to, to, you know, uh, to to actual structured, you know, formal homes mm -hmm. that are a little stronger than logs. We're not going back to the cave unless <laughs> unless you said fuck society yeah. and you want to be a Unabomber or something. <laughs> Actually, he lived in log cabins. So our existence is to gravitate toward things that are make life easier, right? So that's it's interesting. Uh, Humans are the only species that are not equipped to handle nature. Mm -hmm. That's why we have to build all this stupid shit. <laughs> so, but you know, with, with the the rise of the self-driving car, I mean, there's some benefits, right? There are uh, benefits, all right? But there are obviously some 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 perils. So, I'm curious what what you what your general thoughts are with how the much car. percentage of yourself are you willing to give up for technology? In the sense that it's like. Are you gonna be just when when the backup cams were a big thing back then? Hey, uh, backup cameras! We, I could park without, uh, without turning my head. I just look at a camera. Um, that in a in a few years you will lose your ability to park normal cars without the da the backup cam. Yeah, but if, if if but you don't need it. Exactly. Uh, how but, of, how often do you use math? True. Right? Well, no, seriously, the other, the other day I was trying to do division on my own. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you forget. It's like the self-driving cars. Um, okay, that means you don't need license anymore. What's the point of you getting a license if you yeah. get self-driving cars in the future? Like, you don't need a license test anymore. But, well, and what's the point of um, car insurance? Like, car insurance, like, oh, your ability to drive, how old are you, and stuff like that. And then the, the insurance goes up, depending on what it is. But it's a car that can drive itself. So where does the insurance put their feet on now? Like, should we charge how the, his ability to drive, or should we charge, like, how well and how big the company is for the self-driving cars? Like, there are a lot of boundaries going on. Well, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, that would kind of eliminate that whole industry. Yeah. You know who, what industry is really championing it is the alcohol industry. <laughs> that's true just drink and yeah. just drive so like if we have to if you know we have to you know take a trip to Pennsylvania, you know Pittsburgh or something that's a, a like a four hour drive mm -hmm. just just drink the whole <laughs> just way just drink the whole way and we get there just sober up afterwards <laughs> and I'm like oh I'm sober but I got drunk while I was driving there so I mean I would imagine law enforcement would uh would make their job easier. Mm -hmm. They would have to restructure the way they patrol the highways, because right? they don't maybe don't have to at all. <laughs> um, because you don't have the the human aspect of it, right? We're yeah. all kind of kind of operating on like a unit or yeah. something in a way. So, but you mentioned so you mentioned trains. I think that's the next logical step, right? I the, mean, I, I don't like when you're on the subway. You don't ever talk to your conductor. Mm -hmm. I don't like. <laughs> Or the messages that you're giving, you don't listen to it. <laughs> so why not? Why not make that automated, right? Uh, that automated, I don't really have a problem with it because you going. I mean, shouldn't they? They should be working on on a specific schedule anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's more convenient for people. Like, oh, there's delays. There's gonna be a less. How would you say? Um, human error. 
gonna happen if you uh if you let everything automated. However, if something does goes wrong and there's no one, no conductor, no no one to help you, where now what? You know what I mean? <laughs> <You're fucked>. <laughs> <laughs> now what? Like hundreds of people stuck in a train. The something went wrong or someone something got short circuit and there's no conductor. Well, now I, would, I would imagine there'd be some sort of fail-safe. Well, like your maybe. computer, if your computer has a virus, it will, you know, it, it it'll, be, yeah. it'll, um, it'll have an autocorrect. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's a computer inside the, the subway. I would imagine it's very similar. It could be similar. We, I'm very interested. In there's no, that. they don't have yeah. to make turns. I would, you know, you should be on the tracks. <laughs> so it's exactly. usually just straight lines. Yeah. Actually, that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. I think that should be first rather than cars. Yeah. But as self-driving cars, I don't, I don't really. It looks cool, but I, I'm against it. I'm against self-driving cars because what's the point of like? Sometimes you just want to relax. I know you're tired. You're tired from work. You just want your car to drive you home. But where's the responsibility of like um, taking care of your car if everything's just well, you could clean it. <laughs> well, sure? it probably still needs maintenance. Yeah, it still needs maintenance, but I, I like driving. But for people who want to... But you have to admit cars, there are a lot of people out there that annoy you. There are a lot mm-hmm. of people out there who can't really drive very well, have poor decision-making. Then they shouldn't get their license to begin with. Well, <laughs> that's, like, that's like 70% of the people on the road. Yeah. Um, I just don't like the point of self-driving cars for everybody to have ease of access to like everything's just self-driven everything's automatic what makes us human is like what makes us humans like small errors like oh i'm sorry i should make this turn and you learn from it self-driving cars you won't have that to do that anymore because everything's automatic and since everything is automatic you are moving in like a sense of like uh like a binary movement hey I turn, you turn. I turn, you turn. You look at it, very high tech, but does that make us human? Does automatic does everything automatic and gives you comfort make you more of a human or less of a human? You have to think about that. That's an interesting point. I like it. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I would think that you're going to be a less of a human because you. what's the point of having everything automatic and you comfort, you're sitting in your own home? I know it's very comfortable. You know, That's... No, that's, this is actually an interesting... I like this point. But isn't that what we strive for? Not... Right? You don't... Uh, like, you don't... We don't strive to have the corner office and to make six figures or seven figures so we can live in the ghetto. Yeah, we want to live comfortably. comfortably. We want, you know, when you make a little... When you get some cash, you, you're not you're not eating, you know, like, the ramen prod anymore. You're upgrading. You're yeah. getting, like... Upgrading, but... You're getting some yakisoba. Or you're <laughs> celebrating a little. You know, you're not, like... I guess what I'm getting at is you, there, there's a there's a, a balance of work and reward mm-hmm. that's kind of like our own our, our own human experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, you made a great point of I think when you lose the the hunter aspect mm-hmm. of, of the, the primal nature of us, then that kind of goes away, which kind of leads I think into you know people going on like Twitter or you know, social media and like having outrage mm. and like just going crazy or, or maybe getting in their car and going crazy because there's no outlet. There's no outlet to, to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you know, when we were, when we we're out in the woods, that's all we had to do, you know, predators, you know, when we were predators, we had to, we had to look, you know, we had to go get our food and we had to gather it and, you know, we had to, we had to test ourselves and we had to understand our limitations and we had to go beyond those. And I think, um, you know, to your point, I think a lot of people strive for comfort and then you get into the rut, mm-hmm. you know, and then you, there's so many different rabbit holes I think people get into when they're too comfortable. Yeah. And then when something happens, oh man, I messed up. Like I, I got too comfortable. This should have never happened. Just like um, my friend the other day, he could not drive without GPS. Like, he can't drive without GPS. So, I asked him questions like, 
so what's the point of driving if you're just gonna follow the instruction and not read the sign and then just look at your phone the whole time talk, oh I'm just gonna follow instruction instead of learning oh I took the wrong exit but how would I come back oh I just go loop around without the GPS let's say your phone died how are you gonna how are you gonna get how are you gonna get back home tell yourself that how are you gonna get back home so um I would use like I said before I would use technology as a tool to enhance myself not replace myself with it in a in a way that's like putting, putting a cap on it yeah putting a cap on it it's like oh, oh oh my god I took the wrong exit oh so GPS told me to do it this way okay next time I will know that I just need to go around make a U-turn and come back instead of like oh my god I, I don't know how to make a U-turn anymore like where <laughs> should I turn <laughs> yeah and calling out on one and then people see that I'm like this guy he just his phone just died and he can't even get back home that's just sad like it, it makes us less of human because of the things that the dependence on technology without technology you are you're not even human anymore you nobody <clears throat> and I think that creates habits yeah so somebody that is inclined to do that and so you know you're so reliant on something you don't have it then you just you'll give up mm. right and then so but I think that bleeds into other facets of your life right so and I think we we create this culture of we we expect things a certain way and when we don't have them then we'll just we'll just quit yeah and uh, it's not me like you're saying it's not meeting the challenges of you know what is it to be human um, Nietzsche said believe that the or no I'm sorry it was Aristotle who said that uh, you know the purpose of humankind is to use reason and I think a lot of times when we're in a jam uh, some of us who are not conditioned to face those challenges we go down that rabbit hole of like oh my god this sucks uh, it just wasn't for me and they start blaming other people and I think technology can be used as a crutch like oh well, my GPS doesn't work well, I guess I'm just not getting there yeah. or um, you know if I only had you know the proper you know blender then I could, <laughs> I could cook the things I want to cook or mm -hmm. so on top I'll uh, piggyback onto that a lot of people they they like to cook but they cannot cook. They could cook a dish, but they cannot cook in general. Like let's say they could cook a really good, I don't know, a gumbo for or something, but and a fried chicken. But they cannot cook without the use of recipe in the phone, or they cannot cook without um, this. And when they show up to a party, it's like, hey, I made all of this. People are thinking, oh, he's a chef. I was like, oh, he he made everything delicious, but. They don't know behind the scene. He's just following the recipe to do that. But does that really make him a chef, or that just makes him a good? He just follow instruction really well. So um, what I'm getting at is, uh, don't let technology like blindside you uh, of um, how you how you perceive other person just because he got here fast and he got here correctly by using a GPS. Does that make him a good driver, a safe driver, or just not a driver at all? You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, um, but I guess you know we're all we're all driven by outcomes. Yeah. So that's not really going to factor into most people's uh, um, perspective. Mm. I, I'm talking about that example, but just in general, mm. right? And I think people. Uh, so just kind of opening this up a little bit, I think. People aren't interested in, in in putting in the work. Mm. They just want the results. Yeah. I was reading this article, and they were saying that like people are renting private jets so they can take Instagram photos. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that to me is the epitome of faking it. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously, they're not doing anything wrong. It doesn't affect my life. But there's an emptiness, and I think. Uh, the danger of technology is that it can be very empty mm -hmm. at times because things are so uh, so easy. You know, when I was a kid, uh, there were times where I was very bored and I would just kind of have to use my imagination. Or, or there are times where I was actually frustrated <laughs> and I was just like, I would protest. 
Um, I don't think boredom exists anymore for, especially for kids. I mean, kids, I see kids. iPads. And yeah, kids, like, there's a, like, I see little kids with iPhones, and then they're, like, seven years old. Yeah. So, if I was seven years old, and I had an I set, uh, iPhone 7, yeah, I probably wouldn't be bored. Well, maybe I would, actually. <laughs> but my point is, there needs to be that, uh, that sort of that struggle. Mm. That's how you learn. Yeah. So, my fear is, um, well, my caution is that, you know, if we're not having that struggle, if technology is providing things to us that are so easy, are we losing out on the actual learning? Yes, I would think so. Because um, without you even trying to, like before, me have to Google something just to remind myself or in a sense, like I will, I'm just going to forget what happened. Google knows everything. I'm going to let Google handle it. I'm not going to try to remember I'm not gonna try to bother like, oh, what what should I do? Like, oh, what formula do I need to use to do certain equations? Ah, oh, Google got this. You're letting Google become the memory part of your brain now. Like, what's the point of you having it in your head when you could just have Google? It doesn't make sense to me. Like human nature, we have a memory bank in our head to store all the memories and then use it for later on. But now that you're so dependent on technology, People are slowly losing um, what they struggle when they were kids to learn and remember. Uh, I'm going to remember the multiplication table. I'm going to remember this. So I'm going to use it in the future automatically. And then um, when people question me, I just tell them, like, hey, the, my dance is this. But now that we have Google, we have all these technology, search engines on your phone, you don't really have to remember much things anymore. And that and when people comes up to you, hey, and ask you a question, and you don't have your phone with you, you know you know the answer, but you cannot output the answer. So what, should you continue using your technology in that way? Should you continue using, hey, I'm gonna just keep Googling, and he, he's gonna become part of my brain, or actually be, try to remember things like, how do I spell a certain word? Or like, where's my mom's birthday? <laughs> <laughs> like you you will let technology handle it but you will forget it also so they what I'm what I'm trying to say is they will take over you not with you not only subconsciously or anything you give up your life to this part technology side even though you don't want to yeah I feel like I I know I taken so much information and on a particular day I can tell you about like a lot of things that probably are like random shit <laughs> like nature and like geography and things like that but then a lot of times they don't stay there mm -hmm. and I think maybe my memory is going because I get like you just get so you, you, you're you're downloading so much yeah. information and like some of the stuff I, I, I like there was you know you, you may say like oh well that's uh, you know, there's an article that I read. I don't remember who wrote it. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, how do you think this is affecting people emotionally? Um, uh, I don't. So wait. So hang on. I'll frame this. So mm -hmm. there's a, if there's a disconnect uh, and there's obstacles with, with learning with with technology. Obviously, there's benefits in learning with technology. Mm -hmm. You know, but in the, the the actual muscle, how's that affecting people? How's technology affecting people emotionally? Um, for a bystander perspective, because I, I have to tell you this: in the Christmas party, everyone was on their phone. Everybody was a, a dinner for in my family. It's a so, social thing. We have to, you know, converse like, "Hey, how you doing? How's your day? What happened to you? Haven't seen you in a long time." But people post on their. I, I see my cousins posting the, the family reunion on their Instagram. Happy family reunion! While it's still going on. <laughs> Why it's still going on? Oh my god, my dad, uh, uh, my uncle grew so old. Oh my god, my cousins haven't seen them for five years, but they don't have emotional to that. They just stare at the phone and type, and they just face of stone. They not happy. They type laugh out loud, but they not laughing. They, they are so. They gave up their life to like social media, so. Everything that they post has to be on social media. What did I do? 
how did I do it? Oh, what did I achieve? Oh my God, this happened to me. But as a bystander, Wait, I, it, it, so you're, you're using them as an example. Are they, is it like a certain yeah. age group? Or? They are around age of, they, they're 14 to 16 now. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a teenage area. As my, I was eating and I, I'm looking at them because I have my phone. I see what they post. <laughs> they post laugh out loud and I look at their face and they're not laughing. I'm like, what is wrong with you? So in an emotional perspective, they they just let the technology express it for them. Yes. I'm going to do the, this emoji expressing my feeling, but I'm not laughing. I'm not sad. I'm it's not like frustrated. a virtual world. Yeah, like a virtual world. So, and as a bystander perspective, it's like losing your, they're losing. Do you feel their, like they, they have a different persona? Yeah. Like their IG persona is different whatever, from what they are versus in the you real know, world them at the dinner table yeah or how you know them yeah they would picture they would take a picture of food i'm like oh my god delicious and i put it away <laughs> and they don't even bother eating it or trying it and then they just eat junk food i'm like okay you now you're just being annoying like i don't want to say anything on instagram so i tell them hey put down your phone eat with family talk to each other they're like okay they would text to um the brothers or sister Oh my god, he just yelled at me. Like <laughs> I'm like, you could just say I'm right here. <laughs> just say from my face. Like, I didn't yell at you. I'm just telling you it's a family gathering. Don't be rude. Talk to each other. This is a social thing. But people forget that. Like, oh my god, I'm just gonna post what I'm gonna eat. My friends know about it. That is it. I, that's the most important thing. My friends and friendly knows about it, but I don't need to enjoy it for myself. They just need to know. Yeah, I think it's also getting those likes. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's dopamine. You're like when you check your phone. You know, I, there's an article that I read, and you know, people listening, I, I know I've brought this up uh, a few times. On average, people check their Instagram 40 times within the hour. But what? Who? <laughs> average person will check their Instagram 40 times per hour. Just boop, boop, boop. Unless you're following a lot of people, that's. I, I have Instagram. But I can see where you're getting at. Sometimes I'll check Instagram just for the news feed. And sure, it, it doesn't the matter. Same thing. I, I, whatever the reason. I'm not even saying it's wrong. Yeah. I, it's, just, it's just, it is. It's, like, it's like a habit thing. So, right. But my point is, um, and this, if you post something uh, and you, you, uh, you get, you know, you get two likes. You're like, really? I thought that was. I thought I said something really profound. Yeah. Likes? What the fuck? That's or, it. Or, or whatever, right? You get like 97. You're like, holy shit! But then obviously, some rational people take a step back and like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is a virtual world. Who cares? They, most of these people don't even like, know who me. Who cares? Right. But my point is, that is a dopamine. Mm -hmm. That is just the equivalent of you know taking a cup of coffee or whatever. Like. Like a like, it's something to your actual nervous system. Mm -hmm. So young people, like I have nieces, you know, and, and I think it's like that too. So, <laughs> so example for me is, I went. So I, I have two nieces, and, and one of them is like a tween, and she's very precocious on Instagram, and you know, she's just like, I know all about all the the new trends. You know how like there's this trend of like, uh, posing in like a, a department store with like fake flowers or something no. well anyway <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh that's kind of weird and I go to her Instagram she's doing it she's... and then like I, I went so she's um, she's the she's my niece she's the daughter of my, my brother and his wife so I you know when I was at I was home for the holiday and I went well I don't <laughs> I'm not going to blow her up here it's like she got a boyfriend I don't think so. I think she does. <laughs> so, so yeah, like um, I think social media and it's just another side of you that people haven't seen before or like don't know about it, and that really is I I don't use social media in that perspective. Well, I do. But for food, like all my Instagram pictures are about food. I love food. Are you in it or is it just like <laughs> No, not in no. just I just like looking at pictures of food. Oh my God, that is delicious. I need to learn how to make that. But for other people, hey, here, 
give me all your attention. Everyone look at me. This is about me. Um, uh, look what I'm doing right now. There's a new trend going on. Let me go on a new trend. They don't know that it has an influence in them. Like whatever people post that like stupid things. Like um, recently, people are like eating Thai pots as a trend. <laughs> I, I'm like, they like if one person started and then started a chain reaction. I looked at it. I'm like, are are they, what? What IQ do they have? Like, but I am curious what flavor that is. So, <laughs> well, I saw this. Did you see what what it does? It happens yeah. in your body. Oh my goodness! Like, I don't. They don't think. They just hey, the trend's going on right now. I gotta be in the trend. Social media doing it. I need to be doing it so I could be popular. Well, sacrifice I think, body but yeah, it. but I think that's also a mixture of being young. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think anybody who's like 25 that's doing that. <laughs> I, I think it's usually like somebody young. Yeah. Um, but I think where uh, I, I think where, where where you you'll see the impacts of social media is anytime you walk by a cafe, you'll see like a group of people like on one table and they're all looking at the phone, looking at the phones. Um, there was a point where I like resisted that and I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, why don't they talk to each other? But now that's... Look, that's just how we communicate now. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm judging two conclusions. Maybe they're all trying to figure out where to go next. Maybe they're looking up uh, uh, information about something they talked about. Who, who knows? And at the end of the day, I really shouldn't care. Um, but, like, the best is... So I, I remember I was at, this, I was at the, a bar, and there was three or four girls... And they all had their phones out. And they weren't taking photos of each other. They were taking selfies. Yeah, they're like, you, they form like, off like a bunch of friends taking selfies. And like, why don't you just, it wasn't about a group photo because they yeah. didn't want that. They wanted a <laughs> selfie. I thought that was just, that was really bizarre. Yeah, like doing it, doing individual things together. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't see that too. I see, I see where, I, and I went to a mall one day, and they want to um, they want to like, this hype vintage hype. Uh, I forgot the store name, but they want to buy individual clothes, but they don't want to do it alone. Hey, you should come with me, but I'm only buying this for myself. I'm like, so what's the point of me? What's the point of doing it together if it's just for you? Like, it it doesn't make sense to me. Um. My girlfriend, oh my god, Marjorie. Um, I don't know if she does it. Hopefully not. But I see girls going to bathroom in pairs, and only one of them went inside the bathroom. I'm like, so what are you doing outside? Like a bodyguard? Like, why you guys have to go in pairs? I don't get well, that. What is she doing outside? I don't know. She's just standing outside. Well, not my girlfriend, but like I see people. I see girls going to bathroom in pairs, but one of them standing outside. Because the yeah, laboratory can only fit one. That's security. <laughs> security. <laughs> I don't get that. Like, you, I guess it's like, um, I guess they're lonely, I guess. Hey, they I, I, don't do think it's, I don't think it's lonely. <laughs> I think it's maybe camaraderie. Yeah. I think it's, well, that, I mean, that's, I mean, that existed before technology. Yeah, the, true. Doing things in groups. Going in pairs. Would it be kind of weird if like guys did that too? <laughs> that is just weird. I say, bro, bro. Let's, yeah, let's go to the bathroom together. Yeah, I, I gotta, know. I gotta, I gotta do number, number two. <laughs> I, I keep you company. I keep you company. <laughs> That's just weird. I don't, I don't see the point in that. But people do it. People still do it. I see people do it. I, um, I don't get offended by it, but I look at them like, what is wrong with them? What does get you offended? Huh. That's a good question. What pet peeve, basically? Um, why? One of my pet peeves. I can't think of any right now, but uh, they would. Because you don't have any. You're a you're an open-minded guy. I'm an open-minded you have guy. No pet peeves. <laughs> no. Um, they would. I can't think of any right now. I get back to you in that. I can't think of any right now. Well, you're a driver. I would imagine oh. some, some things in traffic probably annoy you. Oh. No turn signal. That is like my... What's the worst place to drive? Worst place to drive? I guess around Chinatown. 
that is the worst place to drive. And people don't, they don't use turn signals. They just drive. Is there really any reason to go to Chinatown? As an Asian person, is there any reason to go there anymore? <laughs> I don't know. I don't go there anymore. Yeah. It just, I mean, I, went, I walked through there because mm-hmm. I had to go to the financial district. It is just, it's sad now. Yeah. It's, they got rid of all the bootleggers. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Chinatown anymore. It's more like, um, it's just more like a, tourist attraction I feel like it's a, 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 in transition mm-hmm. to something something different like it'll probably be what like Little Italy is now mm-hmm. like, Little Italy is just like really just a bunch of t-shirts and some dessert places I think I think Chinatown's gonna be like that pretty soon yeah very soon it's gonna be a attraction a few yeah, bubble tea places and, yeah that's it <laughs> that's Chinatown yeah. if you have more than three bubble tea places in a certain block that is a Chinatown right now because that has all the trend going on. Um, it's sad to see that because I was, when I was growing up, I, I love going to Chinatown. That is my culture. And oh my God, there's a town dedicated, dedicated to it. And now slowly seeing it disappearing and more, um, how should I say this? Um, less China, but more following whatever the industry is that right now like let's say uh fashion they don't really like like the fidget spinners that was a really hot thing before and i see um fidget spinners so everywhere but bakery i see fidget spinners being sold in bakery i'm like i know you guys are like following trend but like you gotta keep your roots like <laughs> sell bread just keep selling bread like yeah, bread maybe some bootleg DVDs branch on and then and then that will gradually um because it's so popular that will gradually like over take the entire bakery industry sooner or later there's gonna be like oh, I'm gonna sell keep two sections selling bread and like 90% of the store is gonna sell etc but we're still gonna call it bakery because we sell bread here and it's, it's sad to see that right now because we are slowly the culture itself the store is slowly dying because they want to follow trend they want to keep making money let, let, let me ask you something since uh, I, I know you're a big um, purveyor of, of, the, of culinary do you sometimes get apprehensive talking about food to non-Asian people because <laughs> of some projections you make it um yes I, I do. When I talk to my non-Asian friends about food, they automatically think Chinese food. <laughs> he he's talking about Chinese food. Oh, uh, last time I was talking to my friend about this. Hey, I made dinner last night. Oh, I had this great lo mein place last <laughs> down the block. I'm like, first of all, I didn't even say anything of that. You just assume Chinese food because you see my parents and I heard and I said dinner last night. And I was like, no, I had tacos. Like. Oh, oh, um, uh, yeah, I like them too. Like, they just, like, don't off track and shock seeing Asian people <laughs> eating uh, Spanish cuisine. I'm like, they, they get so, um, they jump the gun, basically. They skip everything. It's like, skip to the conclusion. He is Chinese. Dinner last night, Chinese food. I like Chinese food. I had them last time. So let's talk about that. No, I'm talking about food in general. I love all kinds of food. Except Chinese food. <laughs> because we don't call them Chinese food. We just call them food. I don't know why people... Hey, did you have Chinese food last night? Well, I just call them food. Like, I don't need to call them Chinese food. <laughs> like, it has to be particular. It's like, people don't... they just very... I don't know. They just see the image of you and then automatically assume like uh, he likes to cook and he's Chinese. He likes to make Chinese food. Yep. No. Yeah, he he, he pours soy sauce and everything. Yeah, exactly. And he needs to pick up things with chopsticks. Yeah. I swear to you. So, um, so when people uh, find out that I'm uh, from Vietnam, mm-hmm. very early, so it's usually. They find out I'm from Vietnam, and it's usually uh, I want to go there for a vacation, or I've been there for a vacation, which is a new thing in the past like five years, and because of the whole um, the, the government's eased up, and it's really a, a, a tourist destination now. But it doesn't fail that everybody says to me, "Oh my God, 
I love but me. I love fun. <laughs> and so I always judge it from, you know, uh, what, what's, what's their intention. Mm-hmm. So usually it's, they don't mean it, you know. It's, they don't mean any harm. Yeah, but. exactly. So I just kind of like, cool, that's cool. <laughs> that, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I, I, it's great. <laughs> I can't add to that. I don't know what to say. Same thing for me. I joke around with my coworkers sometimes. So um, my coworker, non-Asians. So I, um, they got me a chocolate cake. And I was like, oh, what flavor is that? Soy sauce? And they looked at me like, yes, soy sauce flavor. And I joke around with them. Like, I use my Asian stereotype um, as like a segue to conversations. Like, oh, oh, this just makes me so angry. Like, the soy sauce in my blood is boiling. Like, <laughs> they, they, they see the reference and they laugh. But I am adapting. Adapting to what they see me as like oh hey um i'm asian and i should do things that are asian uh just to please their imagery on me because i'm asian um that's that's joking wise but if i'm doing it um in the sense of like hey a conversation or like or someone that i don't know they just judge me by who i am uh People call it stereotype. I was like, hey, he's stereotyping you. He offered you rice in a dinner table. And how does he know that you eat rice? Just because you're Asian? And then um, now that I'm older, um, I don't really get offended by it. Maybe when I'm younger, I'll probably get offended by it. Like, oh my God, he offered me rice out of like steak. Like, what, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Why, what, what makes you think I will choose rice over steak? And now that I'm older, uh, I don't get offended by it. But it's still... In the back of my head, I see what they're doing. It's like, oh, so you're that type of person, huh? <laughs> let me let me serve you what you look like to me. Right. Oh, mashed potatoes. Oh, you know what? You're Hispanic. I got some beans, canned <laughs> beans in the back. You want that too on your rice? Like, it's it's uh, it's funny sometimes, but it's kind of sad that people judge you by. I remember this, and this is pretty recent. This is like within the last, like I'd say, like five years. So it's not we're not going back to like the eighties. <laughs> this is like maybe five years ago. This woman said to me, who I was working with, said, um, uh, "What are some good sushi places?" And I went, "Hmm, I wonder why she's asking me." And I went, "Oh, well, you know, probably like Midtown. There, there's some good places in Midtown and like Lower East Side." And she goes, she qualifies it. Because I was ready to end it. Like, mm. right. you must eat a lot of sushi. What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yo, that is, that, I, I see where you're getting at. It just pushed you over the edge. Like, you just went there, didn't you? Um, that happened to me multiple times growing up. People was just like, hey, hey. Young boy, come here. It's like, young boy. Like, they don't want to say it. They don't want to say, hey, chink, come here. But they want to say, hey, young boy. Hey, young boy, come here. And it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, what, what's going on? It's like, oh, we at Chinatown right now, right? It's like, and I look around. Yes, there's a lot of Chinese people. So this must the be Manhattan. Chinatown. Yeah, the Manhattan. This is Chinatown. What are some good food around here? I was like, oh, what do you mean by good food? You know, there's a... There's a hockey dance right there. They need ice cream. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, like they don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to offend me. So it's like, you know, no, no food that you know, Asian cuisine. It's like cuisine, huh? You mean Chinese food? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the general soul chicken and lo mein. It's like, well, we you have want that like, shit. You gotta go to the Bronx. yeah. You gotta go to like deep. Like I, I don't know where to get that around here. You can't even get that around here. Go to Canarsie. Yeah, like people just. They don't want to offend you sometimes, so they like try to beat around the bushes until you get the hint. I was like, "Oh, so you, you're being stereotypical. You want Chinese food because I'm Chinese." You ask me. Meanwhile, there's a perfectly fine gentleman standing next to you working inside the Chinese restaurant, but he's Mexican. So I don't know why you're asking me why he's making the food. <laughs> Asian and being in like any Chinatown area is that you can just pretend that you don't speak English and yeah. just keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's a perk, but that's also something that um, I encounter. I walk inside a place um, 
a Chinese food place, and then they like uh, they speak to me in Chinese. They automatically assume, oh my god, he looks Asian. They speak to him in Chinese. So I was like, maybe that's a perk. Let me use it at my advantage. So I would speak Chinese. I was like, hey, let me get ordered this, ordered that. And then when I go to other places, like I don't know, a steakhouse, and I, they they give you a, they they would give me a menu, and then I'm like, oh, thank you. And then they would walk away. I'm like, you're not gonna describe any good dishes of the day, like pretend I don't know it, English or something. Like you just walk away and you just serve someone else. Like what's wrong with yeah. you? You want to get real? You know what? <laughs> you, you ever do that when like? Do you find that you encounter that when like? Chinese on Chinese or Chinese and other Asian uh, other Asian oh my god Chinese and other Asian just, they say the worst they, say it, they say think because I'm gonna say it it's Chinese and other Asians no 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 but what other but, other, like, what other place that the, you go and you get completely but, missed it was the Japanese Korean I don't know how but Mongolian <laughs> like they would think oh Mongolian hot pot place let's ask the Chinese guy I was like well, we're two different continents around. I mean, two different regions. You know, why you suspect that? Just because I look Asian, I know Mongolian places. They think Asia is like one melting pot of like Asians. No, like no, no, all eat the same. No, thing. I'm talking about like if you, if you're like you go to the other Asian mm-hmm. place, mm-hmm. they think I'm Korean. I, I, yeah, okay, I can see that. <laughs> but like, you ever go to Thirty Second Street? And man. When they find out you're not Korean, <laughs> I have to. Oh my god, I have to learn Japanese and Korean just so I can understand the shit that they sing to me when they find out that I'm not Korean. Hey, um, can I get this? I was like, they would speak to me in Korean. It's like, oh, I know how And I'm like, oh, they saying hi. Oh, I know how to And then they like, oh, they would speak to me in Korean. I was like, oh shit, I don't understand anything. Um, yeah, I, I'm not Korean. Uh, they're like, oh, I'm not Korean. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why are you offended? I never told you I was Korean. You just assumed that I'm a Korean, and you serve me and you speak to me in a different way. Now that I offended you, I don't know how, but I told you that I'm not Korean. You're offended, and then they now I'm, I'm scared that they gonna spit my food because I'm like, <laughs> I'm yeah, good luck get those little dishes. You yeah. shit. <laughs> I'm not getting any banchans. <laughs> I need to order those banchans and pay additional fees. Just because I'm not Korean. Yeah, it's... The best is when you go with a Korean person, though. Yeah. That's oh when you get my the hookup. Yeah, when you go with a Korean person, like, hey, translate for me. Yeah, <laughs> what is he exactly. saying? <laughs> That's the best. Um, so, yeah, right now, I had to bring, like, friends with me just in case hookups are, you know, an <laughs> optional thing. <laughs> just in case. Um, just like last week, we, we went to... Was it last week? Or two weeks ago? We had a taco dinner night. We have a taco dinner night. I love Spanish food. So we have a taco dinner night. Everything's set out. And then I have... Uh, we're very Americanized. So we have like regular soft shell taco with meat and like salad and salsa. And then we get criticized like, oh, hey, um, you're Asian. But you're eating Mexican food. And then on top of that, I have like a half... Asian half Mexican friend he's from Panama so he would come over and be like this is not this is not how you make it and I was like what do you mean and I was like oh uh, you're supposed to make it this way and that way and I was like oh okay so I could see w- what happens if you're outside the culture and you try to adapt the culture and you're not doing the right way and I could see like people look down on you hey, with people who are that culture who are like Spanish influenced culture they like look down on you like are you doing it wrong you Chinese, you disgrace. You shouldn't be like, eating this food. Screw you, man. It's mine now. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, this you've, is... seen, you've seen like the, 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 the Chinese owned taco places? Yeah. Yeah, like, screw you. Yeah. It's mine We're now. taking over. Yeah. We make it better. <laughs> we put the MSG on it. We <laughs> ain't about that level anymore. <laughs> they all, every single one of those places, they always got their kids. Yeah, exactly. They... Get your kids a babysitter. Oh my God. They had the kids like working the cashier. I'm like, should I? Should I tell you my order? Like, or are you just going to... child services? <laughs> yeah. It's, being Asian is difficult in a... Not difficult in, like, struggling way, but difficult in, like, people are confused of what kind of Asian you are. What do you think of <laughs> Filipino food? Well, my girlfriend's Filipino, so Filipino, Filipino food are, like, not... Asian? You can tell me the truth and I can edit it. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're not Asian, but they're not Spanish. So 
every time I eat it, I'm like, I'm confused. Like, sh- should I ask them for like, should I use my hand or like, should I use this? What I mean to say is, I don't know. They're they're very confusing, confusing culture for me because people say they're Asian and then people say they're Pacific Islanders and then I'm like, okay, but which one are you? Let me see. Food is like the best thing to identify what kind of culture you are. So when I eat their food, I'm like, okay, I'm still confused. Like, are you Asian? Because there's rice, but then there are food that is not, that they just very, um, very, like all the foods like very brown. Yeah, very it's all uh, fish and yeah, it's very egg. confusing. But in a sense, it tastes really delicious. So I'm trying to see what the culture they are. Are they more Asian side or are they more Spanish side? Because Filipino, they their language Tagalog, they are influenced by Spanish language. Yeah, but, a lot more Catholic. Yeah, a lot of them Catholic, but then they're Asian. So this is like a whole melting pot of culture going on in the Philippines. Which um, I'm very interested in, and that's why my girlfriend's Filipino. <laughs> I'm like, I need to study her. <laughs> <laughs> study her. What is her weakness? Why is she doing this? How is her culture like this? So, no, I'm just joking aside. I love her. Um, as Filipino culture, I'm very intrigued. I hope I could go Philippine someday and embrace everything that's Filipino by them. I'm not eating like adobo over rice. I'm talking about the entire culture and in general and sightseeing, understand them. And uh, for that, so I could bond with her family and more. Uh, it's her family here? Her family's here oh, in Florida. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's still here. Um, yeah, well, I think, you know, some of the uh, some stereotypes are, are just, you have to embrace them. I think they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my girlfriend is from, she's from Japan. And when she told, and her, her parents have been to Vietnam. And so when she told her mom about me, her mom said, how tall is he? <laughs> <laughs> the stairs of Asian speech. I was like a little midget. <laughs> I was like, how tall is he? Oh my God. These Did, she didn't care about a job. She didn't care like I well, could read or write. I, I, when I first met my girlfriend's family, they, they don't call me by names. They call me by a dish. Shrimp lo mein. Come here. I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> I just go over. Uh, what do you need? And it's like, so, you make Chinese food, don't you? I'm like, um, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, it's just, I don't want to offend them. They are like my girlfriend's family, but it's just like, um, the thing again like to just see who you are and just judge you for not even a name sometimes sometimes you're just a color in a dish to them yeah. yellow rice come here <laughs> i'm like what the fuck <laughs> they just call me by a dish and a color that's it i don't hey, get we're cultural. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um Wow! So that that time just flew by. We're oh actually, kind God. of uh, we're gonna, uh, you know one of the qu- couple questions that I ask everybody um, that comes on the show, um, you know, if you could uh, have like get into a time machine and get back to you know where you were, let's say five ten years ago, mm-hmm. nice round number. What would you tell Jason then of ten years ago? I would tell him that whatever you learn in school doesn't really apply to real life. There are things that you have to learn by experience and you have to learn by trial and error. Back then, I used to be a kid that's very conservative. Like, I don't talk to anyone. I'm just going to focus on school, do my own thing, and not talk to people. Now that I'm older, I'm kind of regret that I didn't experience many of the things that I should have been. Go out more, go travel more, or talk to other people. Um, I I regret that I just kept everything to myself or like uh, stay in my house for a long period of time. Um, just because I used to be really really tech savvy back then. I used to have high tech everything, and now I look back to it like, damn. I know you love technology, but you're missing out the good part, like going out and socialize. And yeah, I regret not being. 
a social person back then. And if I have to go back in time, I'll be like, go out more, experience more, meet more people. And people, they, friendship is a really important thing. They are, they make you happy and they are the people who support you. So if you're doing this by yourself, I know you think, oh, I'm the, I can handle this. I'm going to do everything by myself. I don't need friends. No, you need someone to support you. And um, I went through a, a small, isolated depression phase that like, oh my God, I'm going to, I can't handle this anymore. So I'm going to give up and just do nothing and be a loser. If I had friends back then, I wouldn't have that mindset. So I kind of regret. And lottery numbers. I'll go back and give myself lottery numbers. <laughs> <laughs> just in case, just in case my speech doesn't work, here's a lottery number. Just be famous and popular and be rich. <laughs> that per, the, the, old, the younger version of me is like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, exactly. I, 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 back, back then, I was so bad luck. I'd probably win the lottery and lose the ticket. Like, <laughs> it's just so bad. Yeah. All right, I'm going to get you out on this. So okay. we're going to... All right, now now we're going to come all the way back to the present day, 2018. Mm -hmm. What is happiness to you now in your life? Happiness to me is being able to share food with other people. That that really brings me joy. Like, especially when you learn a new cuisine that you know how to make and you just share among your friends and you see their laughter and they eating your food and it makes them feel good. It makes me feel good that, oh my God, I have a bunch of friends for many, many years, for more than 10 years, and they love eating my food. They still enjoy my um, company. And of course my family as well, but my family, they are really Asian. So they just eat Chinese food and <laughs> yes, Chinese food. <laughs> and not matter what I make, they will put rice on it. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> they put rice on it. Pasta, rice, yep. fried rice, and white rice, rice. <laughs> white rice next to it. So yeah, it makes me happy to see my friends eating my food. I, I love to cook. I would imagine yeah. in your household you always got the, the rice cooker going, right? Yeah, you got the steam coming out. <laughs> yeah, always. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a uh, multi-purpose. Like it just opens up, it pours the steams, <laughs> <laughs> and you get to eat rice at the same time. So. Yeah. Uh, Jason, any um, anything you want to plug? Any uh, Instagram or anything like that you want to plug? Uh, I just want to share. I just want to thank my girlfriend for support. She really the Academy Award. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much uh, for supporting me for all these years, my friends. <laughs> um, I love them, Dave. Shout out. Um, and I don't know. Just keep doing your own things. Be true to yourself. I'm not trying to be cliche and cheesy about it, but you doing your own thing, it's more of a character development than striving for success. So that's what I'm trying to say. You can cut that out if you want. I don't know what I just said. It's some bullshit. <laughs> just trying to close it out. <laughs> Definitely keeping that one in. All right. So thank you, Jason. Thank you so much. For thank you so this. much, Ben. Um, sweet listeners, as I always say, uh, you're a part of this conversation too. You just have the quiet side. Bodhisattva, go out and do good in the world. Thank you.